Louisville running back Jawar Jordan is going to take the Cardinals offense to the next level. We will explain why as we continue along in our top 15 Louisville football player rankings on today's episode of the Locked On Louisville podcast. Stay tuned. You are Locked On Louisville, your daily podcast on the Louisville Cardinals. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is going on, everyone? Happy Monday. Welcome in to another episode of the Locked On Louisville Podcast. I'm your host, Dalton Pence. I serve as a credential media member for Cardinal Sports Zone. I also do some PA announcing work for the university in various sports. I want to take this time to personally thank you all for making us your first listen of the day. Just a reminder, the Locked On Louisville Podcast is free on all streaming services, five days a week, your team, every day. Continuing along in our top 15 Louisville football player rankings, this installment will cover four through six. We'll talk about why running back Jawar Jordan will take this Cardinals offense to the next level. We'll talk about how this is MJ Griffin's time to shine. And then to conclude the show, we'll talk about why Ben Perry's versatility is such a key thing for not only the Cardinals secondary, but for the team as a whole. Before we talk about those rankings, I do want to apologize for the um, impromptu delay in programming over the past couple days. I wasn't expecting to not have episodes on Thursday or Friday. Some things just popped up, unfortunately, and I wanted to apologize formally for um, that delay in programming. But nonetheless, we are going to get these next two um player rankings episodes out in a quick and timely manner. So without further ado, numbers four through six, Jawar Jordan sitting at number four. Don't forget the criteria that is taken into consideration for this. It's overall talent. It is projected, um, projected statistical production. And then also the, uh, impact that it's going to have not only on a position group, but the team as a whole. Jawar Jordan, for me, is a top five player who is going to take this Louisville offense to the next level. Now, you may say, well, Dalton, I mean, bringing Jeff Brom into the equation makes you think that the offense is going to the next level. Sure, you're not wrong, but from a personnel standpoint on the field, if Jawar Jordan is on top of his game and going to have a season that I believe he's going to have, well, there's no telling the ceiling for this Louisville offense. Now, if you have listened to the show or tuned into the show over the past couple months, if you are an everydayer, which I hope you are, or if you are pretty new to the show, regardless, I appreciate you all. But one thing that all of you all will have in common is that you all know that I'm a huge fan of Jawar Jordan. I've said it once. I've said it a million times, seemingly, that I think 2023 is the breakout year for the running back from uh, Long Island, New York. I think that, honestly, you know, last year is what it, it was what it was, right? I mean, I think that when you look back to where players um, you know, stood in the depth chart week one last year, Jawar Jordan didn't necessarily have um, a situation to where you felt like he was going to get to a spot to where he was going to play a ton. I mean, he was ranked, what, fourth on the depth chart 
at one point. Uh, it, it's a situation to where the trio of Tyon Evans, Travion Cooley, and um, Jalen Mitchell, you felt like we're all going to see time over Jordan. Now, granted, all three had trouble staying on the field. Travion played about the half the games, it seemed. Uh, you have Jalen Mitchell, who was hurt most of the year, and Tyon Evans, who had a great start to the season, was banged up toward the end of the year. So, um, Joar Jordan, Maurice Turner were relied upon to produce in the running back room, and produce they did. I thought that they both had a extremely impressive ends to the 2022 campaign, especially Jordan. Jordan, by the end of the season, was top 35 in yards per carry nationally. He averaged 5.7 yards per carry, had 142 yards, 800, I'm sorry, 142 carries, 815 yards to go along with four touchdowns. Also had 10 receptions for 85 yards, averaged 8.5 yards per reception. Transferred in before the 2021 season out of Syracuse. I thought that when he came to Louisville that he was mainly going to be a change of pace receiving back. But what he showed last season was that he has the skill set to be a feature back on a very good offense. And I've said it a hundred times. I think that this is a season to where he goes over the 1,000 yard mark. I think he's going to get the workload. I think that he's going to have the opportunity. And also something that I believe is that you cannot discount a, a full off-season workout of development, progression, getting your body right into the place to where you want it to be. But another season in the college workout room with this offense that I think really, really maximizes the potential of its skill players. I understand there is the concern over whether or not this offense, you know, not being like a Scott Satterfield offense that runs the ball a lot, you know, there, there's some fear that he's not necessarily going to take that forward statistically or take that jump forward statistically, I should say. I don't agree. I think that Jawar Jordan is going to get – Probably the same amount of workload, if not more. One thing you have to understand is that Jordan really didn't get onto the scene until about halfway through the 2022 season. I mean, um, up until the first couple weeks of the season, he only had double-digit carries in one of his games. That was against Florida State where he turned in a 17-for-91 performance. Um, after that game against Boston College, he had 10 against Boston College, 11 against Virginia, and then he had – Four straight games where he had over um, 10 carries. He had 17 against James Madison, 11 against Clemson, 16 against NC State, 22 against Kentucky. Only nine against Cincinnati, but he had 115 yards and two touchdowns. I think he's going to be a player that um, is going to obviously get the starting nod. So there's that impact that I think that if Jawar Jordan is having a successful season running the football, well, the Wolves offense is going to be able to reach that next level, going to be able to set up the play-action pass. And I think that obviously they both work hand-in-hand. Hand, but I think Jawar Jordan's impact for this offense, if you can have a very dynamic running back to go along with this very solid receiving core, there's no telling the ceiling for this offense. I think he takes this team to the next level. Not to mention that the overall talent, you both as a traditional running back, but also as a pass catcher. I think that that's one thing that gets overlooked a little bit. Now, granted, you look at the statistics over the years, 
Nothing that's going to jump off of the page. I mean, he doesn't have one receiving touchdown to his name, and he doesn't have one season in college where he had over 100 receiving yards. But I think that Jeff Brom's um, – Jeff Brom's ability to draw up plays for running backs coming out of the backfield, the um, willingness to go with the running back slant, the screen out into the flat, that's something to focus on. I think that you have a player like Joar Jordan who has that potential both as a pass-catching back but also running the football between the hash marks. I'm extremely excited to see what uh, the five foot ten, 180-pound soon-to-be uh, junior is going to do on the field this season. I think that this is going to be a year to where he's going to be playing his name into NFL draft consideration. It's tough for me to look across the ACC, even with players like Will Shipley and company that you know fill this very talented ACC running back core. I can't see any instance to where he's not a top five player at the position by season's end. I think that he's going to be able to get the opportunities right away. I mean, this schedule, we've said it a lot of times where it's almost getting old at this point, but it's true. The schedule's not necessarily all that tough. One of the uh, weakest, so to speak, schedules for any power five team in the country based upon records last season. But Ultimately, I think that this is a season to where Jawar Jordan really busts onto the scene because you have that workload that's going to be there. You have, I think, the production that's also going to match it because you see the yards per carry that gets turned, um, you know, that gets turned in from those opportunities. So I think that he is a player whose skill set is going to be able to allow more carries to translate to more yards, even though he's probably going to be the number one focus for opposing defenses this fall and not other players. Now, granted, it helps having a power back like Isaac Garendo, a solid receiving back like Maurice Turner, because you get to switch it up a little bit, and both of those players are going to see uh, pretty solid workloads as well. But with Joar Jordan being the feature back, I think that with the season that I think he's going to have, he's a top five player on this Louisville team. So can he take Louisville to an ACC championship or help in that case? Well, that is yet to be determined. We hope so, but um, that is yet to be seen. Continuing on along um, on the end of the top five is defensive back MJ Griffin. It's Griffin's time to shine, and we're going to explain why here in just a second after we talk about our friends over at eBay Motors. And we talked about maybe a George Horton being a guy that can help Louisville get to the AC championship. Well, for a championship team, it's all about making sure that every player is a perfect fit. It's same when it comes to your vehicle. Every part needs to fit just right. So the next time you need parts and accessories, head to eBay Motors. With eBay Guaranteed Fit, you can be sure every part you need fits right the first time around. Just add your ride to my garage and look for the green check to know the part will fit or your money back because just like in sports, confident is the name of the game when you shop on eBay Motors. With over 122 million parts to choose from, you'll be back in the game in no time. After all, it's easy to bring home a win when the right parts are guaranteed. Get the right parts, the right fit, and the right prices on ebaymotors.com. Let's ride. eBay guarantee fit. Only available to U.S. customers. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. 
Okay, so continuing on along into this second segment of the show, uh, continuing in the four through six rankings, the fourth official installment of the top 15 Louisville football player rankings, we are talking about MJ Griffin. MJ Griffin also, like Jawar Jordan, transferred in to the Cardinals program, and also like Jawar Jordan, is a player that I have talked about uh, pretty significantly over the past couple of months throughout the spring, heading into the summer, and in getting closer and closer to the football season, which kicks off Labor Day weekend that Friday down in Atlanta. I think it's MJ Griffin's time to shine. I think like Joar Jordan, he was the victim of a pretty crowded depth chart. I know that Kendrick Duncan Jr. was the main guy to start the season out. He had some struggles, and... Griffin got his opportunity later on in the season. Louisville's defense had a shift last season. It went from being, oh, wow, here we go again, the same issues arise, to, okay, what changes did Brian Brown and company make to get this team to being a solid defense? One reason is more pass rushing plays being dialed up, but also the inclusion of two players into not only the starting lineup, but playing the majority of the snaps. One of them is on this list already. That is Quincy Riley. He's in the top 10. The other one is MJ Griffin. When both of those players were given more opportunities throughout the season, they rose to the occasion and thus, in turn, as an effect, the Wolves' defense, not only the defense, but the secondary specifically, began to play better he transferred in from temple ahead of the 2022 season six foot one safety um had almost 90 tackles to his name in about a little over two seasons he redshirted in 2019 played two full seasons in 2020 2021 2021 he had a breakout year he had 66 tackles he had four pass deflections and one sack And then this season, you look at the total tackles. He only had 45 total tackles. So statistically, he saw a little bit of a decline. Um, Had a pass deflection, had a forced fumble, and had his first two career interceptions. But make no mistake about it, I do not think that the step back in statistics are an indication of him not being able to play on this level. It's more so you have to understand the context. And number one, the... Uh, statistical production that he's going to have, he's likely going to be, I don't really think it's likely, I think he's going to be the starter in the Louisville secondary as that other safety opposite of you know Josh Minkins Jr. or Cam Kelly or Devin Neal, whoever rises into that other position. I think it's going to be Josh Minkins Jr., but nonetheless. I think that MJ Griffin, with his ability to cover, with his ability to defend the run, I, I just I can't look at a way to where MJ Griffin is not at least a top 10 player on this team. But for me, he's top five because I think he's going to take another statistical jump. I think that this season is going to be very similar to the 2021 body of work that he put on the field for Temple. 66 tackles. He's probably going to have a couple of interceptions, a couple more pass deflections as well. But um, another year in the ACC another year offseason. I think of a guy like Yaya Diaby, who year one had some promise, showed some promise, but once he adjusted to the speed 
And once he um, continued to transform his body, got some more reps, he had some pretty solid seasons. He had a breakout season. I think that we could see another rise from a guy like MJ Griffin. I mean, you talk about nine total tackles against Wake Forest. Uh, Sam Hartman's very solid offense, six against James Madison. He had nine against Kentucky, a forced fumble against Cincinnati, only 45 total tackles, but I think that that was more so an indication of who he was playing behind rather than the level of talent. Uh, so, so I think the statistical production is going to be there. I think that um, you're going to see a situation to where he's going to have over 50 tackles, a couple interceptions, maybe a sack, a couple pass deflections. And I think that that's very, very good statistical numbers for a safety, considering all of the very solid run defenders on this team in the secondary, Jarvis Brownlee Jr., Storm Duck, and more. Looking at the talent perspective, MJ is a solid, you know, has a solid size, you know, being six foot one, uh, 210 pounds, sort of has almost like an outside linebacker build, but plays the safety role, solid run defender like an outside linebacker, but also pretty solid in coverage as well. I think that his ability to be a ball hawk was something that I really looked forward to as we watched him play over the last half of the season the last year. I think that like Jawar Jordan, this is a breakout season. On top of that, I think that this is a money year for MJ Griffin. Going to be a possible name that NFL draft scouts talk about. Actually, not a possible name. He's going to be a name that NFL draft scouts talk about as we get to next March, next April, ahead of the 2024 NFL draft. So a player to watch for, he's number five, in my opinion, because of the statistical jump, because of his talent, but also the impact that he's going to have on this defense. I think that you can't overlook his ability to defend the run. I think that safety play has been not so much an issue as of late in the Scott Satterfield tenure, but it was an issue at the beginning of it, the end of the Bobby Petrino 2.0 era, and it's been a while since Louisville has had some very, very solid safety play, probably mid to late 2010s. Um, Having a player like MJ Griffin is going to be able to allow this Louisville defense to get to the next level. His uh, jump and play, his statistical jump, his rise in production is going to be a direct um, or is going to have a direct effect on this Louisville defense, having a safety that's going to be locked down in center field, both that can play toward the line of scrimmage in coverage and defending the run, but also sort of as a spy in the back half of the defensive backfield, something that definitely, definitely uh, can't get overlooked for me. He's number five and it's no disrespect to, um him as to why the top four players are ahead of him on this list i mean ranking a player top five is not disrespectful but the reason why he's only number five is because uh i think that the other four guys have legitimate all-american potential this season not to say he doesn't but like i said splitting hairs between honestly number three through number five so um just something to keep in mind. But not done yet. The next player, concluding this installment, number six, is also a defensive back, 
playing a different role outside the linebacker role. That is Ben Perry. We're going to talk about why the Chicago native and his versatility are going to help Louisville um, be able to have solid defensive success for this upcoming season. Before we do that, I want to thank you all again for making us your first listen of the day. Just a reminder that the Locked On Louisville podcast is free on all streaming services, five days a week, your team every day. Heading on along into the final segment of the show, we are discussing number six in the top 15 player rankings. That is Ben Perry. Ben Perry projected to start at the star position, as it's called in this defense, also known as outside linebacker. Thank Rajay Burns. Thank C.J. Avery, outside linebacker that is used toward the line of scrimmage to defend the run, but also very pivotal as a defensive back dropping back in coverage. I think that Ben Perry, this is a projection for him to really be able to get to that stardom range. The six foot three native of the Chicago area, 205 pounds, one of the top rated players in the Flyville 21 class in 2021, didn't see a lot of action. I mean, he played behind CJ Avery and a couple other players had four tackles when his number was called. He had 43 tackles in 2022, had a breakout season, uh, had three pass deflections, but didn't record a single sack force fumble force recovery. Uh, interception, so on and so forth. But I thought that he played a valuable role um, in terms of being a versatile player at the line of scrimmage, defending the run, but also in the secondary as well. Look, Ben Perry was a safety coming out of high school, sort of a tweener, but the versatility allowed him to either uh, play in the safety role or be able to add to his frame to play in more of a linebacker role, the Louisville coaching staff chose door number two. And that's one thing is Ben Perry continuing to increase his weight, uh, being able to increase his frame, the strength there, ultimately rising into that outside linebacker role. I think the versatility is not only allow, going to allow him to play the outside linebacker role, but also potentially slide into safety at certain uh, you know, in certain packages within this defense, the talent is there. Six foot three, able to defend, um, able to tackle, solid tackler with solid technique, uh, hard hitting defensive back, but also able to be solid in coverage as well. Solid size for a player at his position, six foot three, going to continue to add strength, but the talent is there. The production became pretty recognizable last season and I think it's going to take another leap this season I think he's going to be more involved with um, the global defense whether or not it is at the safety position outside linebacker position the 425 defensive base package also is a telltale sign that the defensive back versatility is really really being valued so I think that obviously there's a direct correlation for that versatility to be put on full display this season. Also, you look at the, the impact that he's going to have. The linebacker position, pre-inexperienced, they're going to rely on that year of experience last season to carry over to this year and him being a leader in the linebacker room. I think that that's kind of uh, what puts him in that number six role here is because linebacker is such a pivotal uh, position 
throughout football in general, but especially for this defense that doesn't have a ton of linebackers on the field at any given time, having a four, two, five base defensive package. But, um, I think that the impact that he's going to have both in coverage, both defending around the line of scrimmage. I could also see him being a guy with his athleticism and size that they maybe try to utilize as a secondary pass rusher in certain situations off the edge. Um, And I think that that's something that you really could see come to fruition this season. But ultimately the talent is there. Ben Perry was a guy that I looked at as a player who, relates to Isaiah Simmons from Clemson in the sense of versatility. I'm not saying that he's going to be top seven NFL draft pick good, but I think that the ability to play safety, to play linebacker, to slide in in the slot in certain situations is going to help him not only succeed on the field, but help this defense reach that next level. His versatility is one of the main reasons why he finds himself number six on my list here for Louisville. So Ben Perry, I'm expecting a huge season. I think the versatility is going to be put on full display. MJ Griffin, it's his time to shine. I think he's going to have stardom potential for this season, and Jawar Jordan's going to take this Louisville offense to the next level. When you see another episode, it will break, it will be breaking down ep- or I'm sorry, rankings number one through three. So be sure to stay tuned for that. Um unfortunately Some very, very heartbreaking news, not only for the Louisville community as a whole, but for the college football realm. Um, Former Louisville male high school defensive back standout Jeremiah Collins, uh, who transferred to or moved to Tennessee before his senior year of high school, was a former Louisville commit, um, ended up decommitting and was about to start his freshman season at Austin P. He tragically lost his life um, over the weekend and uh, just a very, very heartbreaking uh, situation. My, our, our thoughts and prayers go out to the friends and family of Jeremiah Collins, uh, those that knew him, the Austin P uh, football program, and um, all those whose lives were affected. Uh, by Jeremiah Collins in his 18 years on this earth. Such a heartbreaking uh, situation, and our hearts go out to Jeremiah's family and friends at this time. I, I please ask that you join me in taking a moment of silence. Thank you. <laughs> 